You're listening to Leveling Up, where we'll show you how to win at the game of life and business. It's time to power up your skills through life gamification with your host, Eric Sue. Okay, everyone. Today we have Mikhail Yang, by the way, and or Mike Yang, uh, either or, from ManyChat. And this is his second time on the show, and his company, ManyChat, has been exploding over the last couple of years. They are a platform that helps businesses and professionals engage their audience through messaging apps. They used to be focused on Facebook Messenger. I'm going to let him speak to kind of how they've evolved a little bit. And you know, you can correct me on the numbers over here, Mike. Over 1 million customers, 500 million subscribers, available in 190 plus countries. You are the number one bot platform on Facebook plus more. Does it sound about right? Yes, yeah, so sounds about right. Cool. So yeah, uh, Mikael, give us some updates. You know, for the people that haven't heard of you, kind of give us a quick take on who you are, and then a little story on the company. Yeah, sure. So we started in 2015, and uh, we started on Telegram Messenger, and it was the first messenger that we've started to uh, build bots on. And it really became apparent that uh, businesses need more than just broadcasting, and that's when we understood that actually there is a whole movement right now. There is a whole shift in how consumers talk to each other. And I think it's obvious right now that everyone has moved onto messaging apps to talk to each other, either be it text or WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or any other app. There's over 2.5 billion people who are using messaging apps right now. And it's the most used apps are on our phones. Actually, eMarketer estimates that in 2020, it's going to be the first time in history when the number of messaging app users is going to surpass the number of social network users. So these are now the top apps in our everyday life. And the most exciting thing, I think, for everyone in the marketing world is that basically no businesses are using messaging apps right now to connect with their customers, to grow revenue. And I think that's the biggest opportunity in marketing in the last 10 years. All right. And so the last time we spoke, I have some numbers here. So last time we spoke, you were powering over 100,000 pages, sending a million messages a day. Email marketing gets 20% open rates, mini chat gets 80%. And then your CTR is 56%. Do you have any new numbers you can update us on for the marketing nerds? Sure, sure. So we are right now over 800,000 pages connected to ManyChat in over 170 countries. And we're sending 8 billion messages every month. So if you want to get a daily number, just divide that by 30, obviously. And yeah, the open rates are still really, really high. CTRs, I think you said 56%. I think 56% was more like that's more of a a really good campaign that has a really exciting offer. What we typically see, like in email, the open rates usually are 1% to 2%. Uh, messenger marketing and chat marketing, uh, the average open rates are somewhere between 20 and 30%. Wow, that's awesome. Neil and I, uh, we hosted a, a mastermind the other day and we were both talking about many chat. Um, I literally had it in my slides. So a lot of people are jumping on it now. They're like, oh my God, how do you do this? Because there's so many different things you could do, right? You can, you now have an API or you've had an API that you can hook in with like Zapier and you can hook it in with Twilio, which sure. you might not even need to do because you guys have a lot of different integrations. So how has the platform changed from just focusing on Facebook to what it is now? Yeah, that's a great question. So just a few weeks ago, we released our SMS and email integrations. And those allow you to have multi-channel flows right within ManyChat. So we started with messaging apps as the like as our entry into the market, but our vision is broader. We want to build ManyChat into your 
marketing platform that you use for all customer communication. And SMS and email are, email is the biggest one-on-one marketing channel in the world. It's $6 billion industry that's growing 50% year over year. Uh, that's basically 1 million ARR adding every year. And for those of you, ARR is annual recurring revenue. So that is a huge market. SMS is growing like crazy. It's a 20-year-old technology, so why it's growing right now. I think the factors in that are the fact that you have smartphones, mobile internet, and people are actually doing mobile commerce now. Mobile commerce is growing much faster than uh, regular e-commerce on the desktop. And the adoption of Apple Pay and other kinds of mobile payment solutions make it just so easy to buy on mobile. So I think this is a... What we are actually providing right now is a way for you to have customers and have access to your customers through all the necessary channels for your business. And that's only going to expand in 2020. That's awesome. And so, I mean, you know, to your point earlier about SMS growing, this is why Twilio does so well as a publicly traded company, just continue to grow. It's crazy. And so before, I mean, look at it this way, you were sending 1 million messages a day, you're now sending 266 million messages a day, if you just do the math, which is crazy, because it's only been a couple of years. So, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, you I remember, like, as you guys were just getting started, I know you'd go to traffic and conversion conference. I guess the question for you now, look, you've raised money from some serious VCs. How have you evolved as a CEO? You kind of, you know, were in this space before learning to become a CEO. How have you changed in the last couple of years? That's a great question. Uh, yes, this year we've announced in Series A from Bessemer Venture Partners. It's an $18 million Series A round, which is great. It helps us uh, scale our growth. But to be honest, like I don't know if last time we've talked, we were already a profitable company. But since that point, we are. And uh, this is more in terms of going after the broader market than like fueling. Like, you know, there is a lot of companies that just burn money and trying to fuel that growth. We are really, really proud to be a sustainable company in terms of being operationally profitable. In terms of the growth as a CEO, I think it's a journey. It's a very interesting one because we started with just two founders in 2015 and now the team has grown to almost 100 people now across two continents. And it's an honor, to be honest. Like it's uh, We have some of the greatest people on our team. And it's just you. every day you wake up, you feel like you need to do more. You need to serve these people better. And you need to grow as fast as the company is growing. So that is a very, very exciting Awesome. So tactically, I mean, what have you done around that? Did you join any entrepreneur groups? Are you in any different networks, like anything like that that you can share? I have a peer group. It's more of a one-on-one. We talk to each other, we share problems. And actually, one of the biggest supports that I'm getting is uh, from the team itself, from family and friends, and from fellow entrepreneurs. If you're asking like, if there is a special mastermind that I'm a part of right now. No, actually, it's more one-on-one. Got it. Okay, awesome. And so the other thing I want to ask about, I mean, I don't think you had this really established before because people are, at least for me, I'm lazy, right? And you're targeting that's kind that, of... That said, I actually, we've been thinking about starting one. I have it like right now in my to-do list to like... To start a group? People. Yeah, because it feels like uh, we'll benefit a lot from it. 
Got it. I'll, I'll talk to you about that offline in a little bit. So, okay, you know, people are lazy, right? So I'm lazy, and you cater to the entire market, right? You have uh, SMBs all the way up to the enterprise. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So now, I, you know, I look at your website, and you know, one of the slides I put, I made it a GIF, basically. It basically shows entire templates. Like this is how, like, if you're a services company, you can just use this template to book meetings, or if you're an e-commerce company, you can use this template, right? So, can you speak to the templates that you guys have and why you guys decided to do them? Yeah, sure. I think the templates is a very, very interesting and important feature. It allows people to get value faster from Ainshot and that's ultimately what we're here to do. We want to build the best platform for people to start engaging with our customers in a meaningful way. And with people switching to messaging apps, that's just how do we help millions of businesses around the world adopt chat faster as a channel of communication? And uh, that's the idea behind the templates. And yeah, I think it's a good one. Okay. So what is like a practical example, right? Because I mean, I, I'm seeing here in my notes previously, $150,000 was the largest campaign you have seen thus far using Messenger Bot. So how, if I wanted to, let's say I'm an e-commerce store, how would I fit ManyChat into the funnel? Like what would be like a successful case study? Oh yeah, for sure. So first of all, like, I'm not sure if you've seen that uh, case study, but the recent launch of mastermind by you know the mastermind by in graziosi Tony yeah. robbins and mm-hmm. russell branson so that's messenger like they had a messenger marketing campaign that was handled by one of our agencies through ManyChat, and they've actually i think the latest numbers is that they've sold they've attributed over six million dollars in revenue to just messenger marketing and so how are they doing it how did they do so it? the way that they are doing it is like I cannot go into like there is a whole like webinar on how Philippe and David did that campaign. But if we we're talking about just basic e-commerce, the things that people can start with, I would say that things like abandoned cart. So the messenger is just let's start from foundations. Messenger is just a channel. There's nothing that is it has its own unique properties. It has its own unique functionality. But in the end, if you're a marketer you're thinking about how can I get the right message to the right person at the right time through the right channel. And in this regard, Messenger is no different from the other channels. You need to provide an offer and you need to get people inside the channel. But Messenger does provide unique capabilities with the quick replies and galleries and everything else. So the campaigns that we see working very well would be the same types of campaigns that e-commerce folks are running on email, but that are adapted to the context and to the unique abilities of Messenger. So things like abandoned cart, things like just plain sponsored messages, things like back in stock, price alerts, and uh, other types of campaigns work very well um, on Messenger. But I think even like going even further, and I would say that where we see the future is actually multi-channel campaigns because you have to be really, really careful with how you treat your audience on Messenger, because there's always the factor that Facebook has a group that reviews the messages and you want them to stay compliant with the Facebook policies, etc. So the way you do that is actually by combining SMS and Messenger, by using SMS as a re-engagement channel that drives traffic, for example, either directly to the website or to Messenger. And the reason for driving traffic directly to Messenger would be because 
if the person clicks on a link that drives people to Messenger, that opens a 24-hour window on Messenger to contact those people and to re-engage those people. And you can do sales and promotions with that 24 hours. And that's, I think, is a going to become a really, really popular strategy in 2020. And right now, like you're, I think this is the one of the first times we are sharing this publicly besides the our conference and that we did it in Austin this year. So nice. This is, this is some really, really new stuff. You heard it here first, guys. All right. So okay, look, if I'm an e-commerce store and I'm trying to re-engage someone, or or maybe someone uh, abandoned cart, right? So are you yeah. saying? I can run a Facebook ad, you know, collect their information, collect their phone number too, so I can text them later. And I can basically create like almost like a sequence or a funnel saying, hey, you know, on day one, let's send them a message through Facebook Messenger. On day three, I can hit them with the SMS. And then day seven, I can hit them with the email. Is that the capabilities that you guys have now? Yes. Yes. But even I would take that like there is not so much reason to do it the way that you described. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just describes the capabilities, but the logic would be, I would say, on the first day, within 24 hours, go through Messenger, ask for their email, ask for the phone number by providing more value and by providing a better offer if they do that. Mm-hmm. Then after that, if they engage, you can continue using Messenger because you have, after each engagement, you have the 24 hours to re-engage them on Messenger. But if they don't engage, then you can have this is now basically a split. You're now basically decreasing the costs because you're decreasing the number of people who are going to get the SMS message after that. Mm -hmm. Because if you talk to people who only to those who didn't engage, that's already like you decrease the SMS cost, let's say by 20, 30%. Right. Because the first 20, 30% got the message on messenger. So this is a very like, and now with the SMS, you get the same open rates and same CTRs, but then you have that interactive flow which doesn't just like send SMS and that's it. You can send SMS and drive the traffic to Messenger, which again opens a 24 hour window. And once again, you have that re-engagement there and you also have the galleries, you also have the quick replies. You have a much, much nicer experience than just blasting a person with a, hey, buy this now, here's a link to the website. Got it, I like that, that's cool. So the thing now, okay, so you have Facebook Messenger, the idea with SMS is to drive them to a link to just, like if they actually click, then it's like they're actually interested and then you hit them with a marketing message, correct? Yeah, you can use SMS either to drive people, so there is basically like two options and every campaign will have a different result depending on how interactive you wanna make it. Sometimes it makes sense to drive people from SMS directly to the website because that's a much, a more seamless and there's less conversions to be had, like to be made. So you drive them from the SMS directly to the website to make a purchase. Sometimes when you want to do more lead qualification, to do more interactivity, you want to drive people from SMS to Messenger. And that allows you to have that interactive flow without spending time on more SMS messages, which is like is the most costly medium for communication. So do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yep. if you want to drive direct conversion, you drive them to the website. If you want to have more interactivity, you drive them to Messenger. Yep. But then once you drove them to Messenger, that always gives you an opportunity for re-engagement within 24 hours. And yeah, which is, which is also great. Because like 24 hours, if you think about it, that's actually a very like long amount of time. If you uh, re-engage the person, like let's say 23 hours later, that's basically the next day. 
same time. Awesome. Cool. So working towards wrapping up here, last time we spoke, you said you did not have a CMO and you were not doing paid acquisition. You know, and recently um, I talked to someone from your team, Juliana, uh, about, you know, agency stuff, partnership stuff, right? So what are you guys yeah. doing now that's working in terms of growth? Yeah. So we have a team now in San Francisco that uh, is handling growth. And I would say that our focus haven't changed much. We, we just started spending more time with our influencers, with our community. It's more about content, education, and uh, building relationships. We do paid, but it's like we're just starting to ramp up this because it's not the biggest channel for us right now. We know that for a lot of companies, paid is the game. So we're always exploring how can we accelerate the growth because we want to get the product into the hands of as many people as possible. Right. Okay. And how many years do you think it took you to get to product market fit? I think like there's many ways to define product market fit. And obviously like it'll be a subjective answer. Somebody would say that we had product market fit pretty early on once we started getting viral traction on Telegram which was like a month into the company. And others would say like, we haven't had a product market fit until we started doing messenger marketing, which was a, let's say year, yeah, full year later. But to be honest, it was like much faster than we did. Like this is fourth of, or fifth project that startup that we were taking on and the previous ones didn't go so well. So here we felt it right, like very early on. Right. Like you feel it when there is a lot of market pull, when there is a lot of people who are just waiting to like cannot get enough of the features and like are always talking about like the way that we've grown to 2016 was a lot to do with just word of mouth and organic growth. And I think that's. Well, yeah. th that's the thing, right? Like some startups, like the things you work on, sometimes like pushing a boulder up the hill and then some things exactly. like when it really taking off, like many chat, uh, it just makes sense because the market's pushing that way. So it's just like the boulders going down the hill already. Right. All right. So two more questions. So last time I asked you this question, I asked you your favorite tool that is not yours. Last time you said Figma. So what is a favorite tool that is not yours and is not Figma that's helped you? <laughs> nice. So I would have to say there's so much, but I would highlight Notion. Okay. I love Notion. I, I'm literally uh, looking at questions to ask you that are in Notion right now. So it's a great one. Yeah. And then last time I asked Crazy. you... They're a great example of a company that just took something that is was supposed to be solved a long time ago and just made it great. And I love it. All right. So favorite business book that is not called Man's Search for Meaning. This is a good one. Let's do High Output Management by Andy Grove. Great. Love it. And did you read it in the last couple of years as a recommendation or what? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love it. All right. So we'll drop that in the show notes. But Mikhail Yang, what is the best way for people to find you online? Facebook Messenger still is the best way. I like sometimes the inbox gets swamped, but I try to go through all the messages and read them. Love and it. And reply to. All right. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. You may have completed this level, but many more bosses await. If you're looking to level up in marketing or business, just go to singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up to get access to our individual and team training programs. That's singlegrain.com forward slash leveling dash up.